Hey guys, it's June 15th and welcome to BFR Tuesday. In this episode, I talk about placing the cuffs on your limbs and what to look for to make sure you can reduce the amount of pressure necessary to find your pressures that are both safe and effective. So buckle your seatbelt and let's go. You are listening to the BFR University Podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to BFR Tuesday. My name is Ed LaCara. I am a... Uh, Manual therapist and rehabilitation specialist based out of Dallas, Texas, and um, my clinic, you can see in the back, Body Lounge Park Cities. So I do this on Tuesday every week now for almost, gosh, two and a half years, answering questions regarding blood flow restriction training, whether you're programming or you're uh, you have questions about how to utilize the products, um, anything that I can answer. And then usually if I have a little bit of time, I will, I will go into some things that I think are interesting or what I've presented in the clinic or things along those lines. So, um, everybody's chiming in and saying hello. So hello, everybody really appreciate you joining me. So if you have any questions, what you should do is just go up to the upper right corner. There's a chat section type in where you're from or, you know, say hello, just so we know it all works. And then if you have any questions specifically for me today, please type it in so I can answer it for you. I usually spend about 15, 20 minutes. This is my lunch break between patient care. So I squeeze this in with a little bit of food and get back to uh, getting people better, moving better, feeling better, living better. Hello from New Jersey. Man, it feels like a lifetime ago I lived in Jersey. Little place mid-north called uh, Morristown. Actually, Basking Ridge, but right near Norristown. Morristown. Beautiful. I love going back and seeing my old house. It's like, just, my parents did good. I mean, it was just a nice house, big acreage, beautiful. Caroline, I find that my cuffs, too, uh, my small cuffs are too small. I've been wrapping a tensor bandage around my arms and putting on the cuffs. I pumped them up to a high setting. Is this okay or do you have another suggestion? Yeah, you know, I've been running into this with people that have um, circumference, circumferential circumference around the arm of 10 um, inches or less. Uh, you're not the only one. I brought it up to uh, headquarters. What we're gonna do as a fix is make the strap, adjust the strap a little bit so we can get a little bit tighter. I would say in the meantime, yes, use a uh, tensor bandage on the upper arm, um, or you can use um, like some sort of sleeve um, or a, uh, a shirt that might, might occupy a little bit of space. I think tensor bandage is probably your, your best bet. When we're, Thank you. 
when we're in, when we're putting this on, one of the most common mistakes I see is that we can't get it tight enough, and I think that's what you're experiencing. So I put this cuff on. Again, I'm going to put it up as high as I can go on the arm. And then I'm cinching this down as much as I can. So you want to get this as tight as you can. So, okay. So, of course, I put it so that the, the little valve is facing forward so it's easier for me to plug in. And then when I test this, I, I really can't easily get two fingers underneath there. One finger max is what you want to be able to get underneath there. But see, I have this on kind of perfectly. I have it nice and tight. I can't even get one finger easily up there. So you're going to have to fill in that space a little bit with clothes or the tensor bandage in order to fill up the space. Um, and so having that tight up as high as you can and then utilizing a, if you need to fill in the gap a little bit, clothes or a uh, tensor bandage is absolutely your best bet. And then we're working on a fix to be able to uh, get the smaller individuals. Uh, my husband puts it on and it's as tight as it goes. The seams touch. Oh, so they barely touch. Is that what you mean, Caroline? Just that they barely touch? kind of want the seams to either be touching or slightly overlapped. And then that way, because otherwise you're going to get venous return back. You won't be blocking, um, you won't be blocking the metabolites distally, which will kind of offset a lot of what we're doing. Uh, hopefully I pronounced this correctly, but Payal asks, is BFR less effective if the cuff is placed at mid-thigh region as opposed to higher up on the groin for quad strengthening? We only recommend the cuffs in two places. One is high up on the arm as possible, deltoid tubercle, right below the deltoid tubercle. And then also up on the thigh, cuff up as high as you can go. And the reason is the you wanna be around the biggest meat of the limb. One of the risks for any use of tourniquet is any structures underneath the tourniquet. So we wanna be around an area that has lots of meat. And when we are up high on the thigh, that has the most amount of meat. There's no evidence that suggests that if I want to work calf, that I need to lower the cuff because everything distal to the cuff is being occluded. So my recommendation, Payal, is to bring the cuff up high up on the arm and bring the cuff up high up on the thigh. You're not going to get any, there's no, there's no advantage to trying to doing it mid thigh, two places, upper arm, upper leg, only place that I recommend for safety and efficacy. So going back to Caroline's question, if, if, the, if the seams are barely touching, um, what you may need to go is to the next size cuff to make sure that it's overlapping. But if the pump is finding your limb occlusion pressure, then you know you're fully occluding because otherwise you wouldn't be able to find limb occlusion pressure. So, um, that first initial inflate, if you're losing arterial flow, it just will never find it. It'll just keep kind of trying and trying and trying, but it will never find it. So you know you're getting occlusion, even with they're just abutted up against one another. Um, 
uh, because the pump is able to find that arterial, arterial occlusion pressure or limb occlusion pressure, which is defined as the minimum amount of pressure necessary to occlude, fully occlude both arterial and venous blood flow. No, it's as tight as it gets, no space. I'll use, okay, great. Yeah, so that should be fine. Yeah, use the uh, use the tensor for now and I'll hopefully have an update. Um, you know, it's not as easy as just taking it and, um, you know, it's, I think if we, you know, if we scoot, if we scoot this seam back just a little bit, it'll allow you to cinch it a little bit more, but we gotta be careful because if you get too small, then you know, then you're then you're kind of stuck and overlapping here. So there's a there's a give and take on where that can be and where it can go. So. Um, there's your circumference. Um, I think the problem, the problem we're mostly having is right around uh, if your arm is 10 inches or, or uh, smaller. So we're, yes, trying to figure that out. What's the tensor? Um, let me show you an example of one. And these are ones I actually handmade. Um, my, my mom sewed them for me, but they're 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 made out of this elastic material that we use for compression. Like if you have an ankle sprain or a quad strain or calf strain, so um, she just sewed them for me. Um, I'm out of my smallest. Yeah, I'm out of my smallest ones, but the ones for the arm, so it just slides up. This would be tight if it was my smallest. And then um, then you can put the you can put it on here. I use this in the clinic with my patients for cleanliness um, to make sure that, you know, we're being as uh, hygienic and um, I don't have to clean the cuffs as well, thoroughly clean. I use spray them down with clavicide, a uh, uh, disinfectant and antiviral, antifungal. Uh, um, but that's that's what it is. Or a tensor could be like a ace bandage, or it could just be a uh, um, like a, a t-shirt, um, like a tight t-shirt, something that would sit underneath there without a lot of wrinkles. Um, maybe I need to make more of these so that um, that we have. I might have to see if I have any more material or order them, and then beg my mom to uh, to sew sew more for me. All right. I'm finding the pump inflates the cuff to over 215 to find LP, which gets very uncomfortable for some patients. Yeah, that's true. Any advice? It is true that um, sometimes it can be uncomfortable to get to LOP. Um, it's having to inflate to where it thinks it's going to be pressure-wise, and then it'll deflate as quickly as it can. Um, one of the ways to get around that um, is to put even pressure between the legs. So when I'm standing, I'm getting even pressure 
even pressure through both of my legs. Um, if it's if it's super uncomfortable, then I would do it in a um, lying position, which will then relax the uh, it will relax the muscle, and so it won't be as difficult to find um, the arterial occlusion pressure. Anytime that we're upright, we're using some muscle contraction just to keep us uh, fighting gravity. So that 30% contraction or so um, does make it a little bit more difficult to find LOP. So um, so if it's really uncomfortable for them, um, lay them down and do it in a non-weight-bearing position. Patricia, no problem. Um, any other questions? Hey, all no problem. All right, awesome. Well, if that's all the questions that I have today, um, I'm going to cut it a little short. Just very busy here in the clinic. Um, of course, if anything comes up, you have any questions, um, you can always send me an email at at bfruniversityuniversity.com. Um, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. BFR University uh, is under Ed LaCara, just my name. Um, and then I have a bunch of, I put all these podcasts and everything on my uh, BFR University website. Um, Patricia asks, how often can you do this? So you can do it. I mean, there's been research done doing it twice a day. Um, if you're in a rush to get to a certain fitness level, then you could do it twice a day. Like I would do cardiovascular in the morning and then do um, resistance training in the afternoon. Um, you could do them together. Like you could do aerobic and then go to resistance training. You could do sets in the morning, sets at night of um, resistance training. It, basically, you're, the fatigue that occurs recovers very, very quickly. So, you know, you take a hour off in between sessions and you'll be ready to go again with bfr we're using such light loads you're not causing any muscle damage which is what allows you to train multiple times and back-to-back -back days um so it really depends on goals like you know if you're trying to get into better aerobic fitness then i would probably do it twice a day if you're just trying to get strength and hypertrophy it's been shown that two or three times per week is as effective as five days per week so do you need to train uh, more often, I, I would I would say probably not. You could you might get a little gain if you train twice a day versus um, just you know once every other day or once every third day. But in the long term, you know if you look six months down the line, I think that those would be very short term benefits. Long term, you probably balance out at some point. I usually go to the gym. Would ankle weights do the job? Uh, sure. For I'm not sure, Abe, what you're you're meaning. Um, you mean ankle weights for like doing like leg raises and um, yeah, for sure. Any type of resistance is is great. Um, ankle weights for like long arc quads, um, short arc quads. Any of those exercises works really well. That's what I use. I've got. If you look back there, I've got. Um, ankle weights and then my light weights and then I've got resistance bands too. So I, I, I don't have anything above a 15 or a 20 pound weight. So you don't need any more. 
passive BFR, should we only use ischemic preconditioning or can we also use 80% LOP? So I think you need, for ischemic preconditioning, you need to be somewhere between 80% and 100%. Um, sometimes 100% is too uncomfortable, so people will back it off to about you know 80%. Um, as long as it's passive and there's no um, there's no um, electric stim contraction or isometric, you can be closer, be at that 80%. If you're purely passive, if you're just hanging out, be at that 100%. I think you're going to get a better benefit. Um, if you're doing um, cellular swelling, like you're purposely trying to get um, muscle protein synthesis into an immobilized limb by expanding uh, the cells, which has been shown to stimulate protein synthesis, you need a little bit of a trickle flow in, otherwise you're totally occluding at 100%. So if you're trying to get like for, for recovery, you've got to be at 80% because you need a little bit of blood flow in, no blood flow out to get the cellular swelling effect. But if you're truly trying to do ischemic preconditioning, then 100%, 80%, you're probably going to be okay, 100% um, if they can tolerate it, which usually takes a few sessions. Usually people can't tolerate that high of loads so quickly. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. It's uh, 16 past the hour. I'm going to... Join you again. Let's see, I have next week and then the following week I'm on vacation. So I'll be taking uh, in two weeks to be taking that off. And um, everything's looking good for the BFR book. That should be out, looks like end of July. Um, you can get a pre-sale pre um, and I'm only charging shipping. I'm not charging anything above that. Uh, by going to BFR University, that'll let me know how many books I need to print. Um, you can order it there. And uh, that's it. Hope to see you all soon. Appreciate you and um, see you next week. Bye for now.